This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you in part by Locked On's Peacock and Williamson, hosted by NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, every team, and every move made. The Peacock and Williamson podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and on the Odyssey app. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and it is Tuesday, June 8th, the first day of the New York Giants three-day mandatory minicamp. And happy to have you with us as always on the podcast here. We are going to be doing today a preview show of the podcast. Ed Valentine of Big Blue View will be my guest and we'll talk about what we're going to be looking for, what our expectations are, and just stuff in general related to the three day mandatory mini camp. And then just to give you a heads up for the rest of the week, I'll be doing uh, podcasts updating you on practice reports. I will be at the uh, mini camp practices. So um, I'll do a podcast summarizing the day's events. I'll have audio, um, practice observations, all that good stuff that you've come to um, expect from the Lockdown Giants podcast. So we'll have that for you. We'll have a new show for you on uh, Tuesday afternoon, probably actually closer to Tuesday evening. Then uh, we'll do one for Wednesday evening and then a wrap up on Thursday. And then we'll close out the week with a show on Friday. Next week, we will start our three a week schedule here for the summer while we count down and wait for the start of training camp. So that's the game plan here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Let's jump right in with our discussion with Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Patty, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. A uh, mini camp this week, so uh, we get to see some football. Yes, indeed. Not tr- not truly football because there's still no contact involved, but certainly we're going to see a lot more players on the field than than the seventy or so that showed up, you know, for the OTAs. And we're going to see hopefully a little bit more offense versus defense, which should be fun to watch as always. And Ed, let's talk a little bit about what the Giants have done so far this spring, and then we're going to kind of lead up to where, you know, what we might be looking for, what we might expect from this mini camp. And, you know, before we we start this, I think it's important to point out to listeners that jobs and roster spots are not necessarily won during the spring. I know a lot of people worry about, you know, how does this guy look? How does that guy look? Who's starting where? This is all a starting baseline for everybody, and positions are just not won, and roster spots are not going to be won or lost either. And I think that's an important point to make. Don't you agree? I do agree. I think that what we find at this time of year is guys don't win or lose jobs. Guys can maybe put themselves in position where where they might you get a little bit more of a look in training camp, but training camp and, and preseason, you know, and this year we're actually going to have a preseason. That's where these jobs are won and lost. 
I, I think, you know, for most of these guys, it, it's just about getting ready. And, and some of them, you know, the guys that, that are, are fighting for jobs might be able to put themselves in in position to get a little bit longer look in training camp. But that's about it. Exactly. And, and let's start off uh, by talking about some of what we've learned now. There's only been two OTAs open to the media, and it hasn't really been a lot of offense versus defense based on, you know, what, what's been reported and what's been seen and whatnot. But um, some guys initially that that uh, have the quote unquote bullseye on their back include Daniel Jones. I mean, I think we've got to start there. He's entering year three of his career and the expectations are sky high doesn't still have all his receiving weapons out there. You know, Kyle Rudolph is still rehabbing. Saquon Barkley is still rehabbing. That said, what are your, you know, impressions so far based on um, what's been seen and reported about Daniel Jones at OTAs? And what are you expecting from him as we go into these, this uh, mini camp? Well, it, it's interesting, Patty. I wrote something this morning and we've, you know, we've seen Daniel Jones for two years now in training camps and, and mini camp practices and OTAs and, and, and those kinds of things. Although I know last year, a lot of that off season work, you know, didn't happen. But for me, it, it's just not about what Daniel, Daniel Jones does in shorts. He, you know, he, he looks good in shorts. He throws the ball well in shorts. He, you know, I, I I get tired of hearing Joe Judge talk about how he commands the huddle during these mini camps. For me, with Daniel Jones, it's about what happens beginning in September. It, it, we know he's going to look terrific in shorts. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to judge whether he's feeling any pressure at this point, you know, as far as because he knows how big this year is. I, to me, really, you start really trying to figure out where he's at w w when we get to the games. Agree, but they can still build up things. Like, for example, you know, last year they didn't have uh, the spring. I thought for the first half of the season last year, Daniel Jones didn't look really comfortable running the offense. I thought that improved in the second half of the season. Of course, you know, then the injuries hit and and that kind of set things back a little bit but you know from a comfort level i mean and a communication level there's that we, we talk about chemistry all the time we talk about knowing what your receivers are going to do before they do it and and likewise the receivers knowing what the quarterback's going to do before he he does it so how much do you, of that do you think we can maybe take away from watching these next few days Oh, I think you can take away some, Patty. It's going to be interesting to see him throw, you know, to to Kenny Galladay. It's going to be interesting to see him throw to Kadarius Tony. Um, it this is good work for the Giants. Obviously, you know, I said you can't really judge Daniel until the games start. But this is all good, important work for the Giants because they remain a young football team, um, you know, offensive line wise, quarterback wise, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They're a young football team with with development that's still needed. So this is all really important work. And, 
you know, I just want to see, I want to see everybody on the field. I want to see everybody healthy. You know, I want to see, see them begin to look like they, like they know what they're doing and they understand what Jason Garrett wants. So uh, I don't mean to, to downplay the significance of, of this work at all. I'm just not going to, going to come out of this week saying, you know, Daniel Jones is going to be terrible because he threw an interception in minicamp or he's going to be great because he had a great day on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to try not to put too much, you know, too much into what I see, you know, from Daniel over the next couple of days. Right. Cause it's all about incremental growth and progress. And, you know, Joe judge said that, you know, this is about, taking the step forward, getting back in football shape, you know, just getting more comfortable with the new wrinkles and stuff like that. And and as I said at the top of the program, jobs aren't necessarily going to be won or lost and roster's depth is not going to be determined just yet. It's going to set things up. But Ed, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about the offensive line. Now, the offensive line, a lot of people always have an interest in that and rightfully so. It's been a hot topic over the years, but when it comes to the off season until really until the pads go on, you can't tell how good or bad the offensive line is going to be with, but with that said, we have um, seen that on the right side, Will Hernandez is working at right guard, Matt Parrott as expected at right tackle, just some thoughts about that configuration and maybe the challenges that they're facing given that, you know, especially Hernandez who has been a career left guard all his life. And now all of a sudden he's making that switch. Well, as you said, Patty, it's difficult to judge, you know, offensive line play because these guys aren't really blocking in, you know, in, in mini camp, what they're doing is, is going through the footwork, going through the handwork, you know, going through the positioning and and where they need to be on, you know, on any given play. They're not actually hitting an opponent. But for me, when you look at Will Hernandez, I just want to see him. I, I want to see how comfortable he looks, you know, on, on that right side. He's never done it before. Um, we haven't had the opportunity to talk to Will um, but I, I have to believe that, you know, him losing some time to COVID last year, I have to believe that impacted the rest of, of his season as well. Cause he, we barely saw him play the, the second half of last year. And, and I, I know people are down on Will Hernandez a little bit, but I don't think he's been, he has not been a bad player for the New York Giants. He's been a a good to decent, you know, middle of the road kind of player. He just hasn't been maybe what uh, maybe what they hoped he would be, you know, sort of the the road grading dominant player. It's a, it's a big year for Will. What I want to see the next couple of days is I want to see him look like he's looks like look like he feels comfortable setting up and moving around on that side. All right, we got a lot more to discuss with Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. But first, let me take a moment to tell you about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
RockAuto.com offers an extensive selection of auto and body parts for dozens of auto manufacturers, makes and models, all at competitive prices. Get what you need for your car or truck delivered straight to your door from RockAuto.com's extensive and easily searchable catalog. And be sure to write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action on bet online. You can also get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Use our special promo code Locked On to sign up for an account and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On at Bet Online. Bet Online, your sportsbooks experts. And we are talking with Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. We're previewing the New York Giants three-day mandatory minicamp. It starts today. And again, make sure you keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. I'll have a post-practice report. I'll try to get that done uh, by the evening. It's just going to take me a little bit to get all my notes organized, get all my audio organized, but I will get something out so that you can catch up on that. And of course, you can check out Giants Country for any articles and whatnot on the minicamp. And Ed, we were talking about the offensive line before our break there. And I just want to stay on Will Hernandez for a moment, if I could here, since I do have another thought about the topic that I'd like to add to the discussion. You you go back to Will Hernandez's rookie year and why he was so, I think, why that was his best year is he had a relatively healthy Nate Solder on one side of him. And then after John Jalapio was injured, they put in Spencer Pulley to, to you know finish out the season at center. And he was an experienced center. And a lot of times what people don't get is that it's all in who, who you're playing next to, that that can sometimes bring a guy down. Uh, absolutely it can, Patty. Um do you, do you remember uh, back when Will Beatty signed his his long term contract with the Giants, got his second contract, and I think that was the 2013 season was was the the year after he signed that deal, and Will had the worst season of his career, you know that particular season. Yet when you think back on it, you think back on on who he spent most of that year playing next to. That was a year when the Giants suffered a ton of injuries on the offensive line, rotated guys all over the place. And Will Beatty spent most of the year, you know, playing next to a a, a very ineffective James Brewer. And, and, and you can't tell me that that didn't have some impact on, on, on his performance. So it, it most definitely does. And, and I think that's why you're seeing quickly that the Giants have made that decision that the right side is going to be Hernandez and Pert because they need the snaps together. They need the repetitions to get used to each other. Yes, they do. And that's something 
you know, again, you're not going to be able to tell the full scope of it now, but just to see how they're working in concert with each other, you know, are they talking to one another after each play, you know, and, and what communication are they having with Nick Gates, who remember he's going into his second year as the center. So he's still kind of wet behind the ears a little bit at that spot as well. Now, Ed, we won't see Saquon Barkley. He is still rehabbing from the torn ACL, but we will get an opportunity to see some of the other running backs, Devonta Booker, who who should be uh, the number two back, I would think, uh, going into the season. Um, Clementi, I'm sorry, Corey Clement will be there. Um, We'll see some of these younger guys as well. Uh, Gary Brightwell. How do you see that kind of shaping up? That's an interesting one, Patty, because I I think that the Brightwell pick was an interesting one for me because I'm not sure it's as much about running back as it is about special teams. And yet you can't have, you're probably going to have Nate Ebner on this roster, even though he's not part of it yet. Um, you know, due to the, uh, you know, he's, he's trying, trying out for, uh, the U S rugby team for the Olympics. You can't have too many guys who are only special teams players, but I, I look at it and I wonder, you've got Corey Clement, you've got Ryquel Armstead, and, and you've got, you know, and you've got Gary Brightwell. And, and, and I think that's the competition right there. How many of those guys are going to make the roster? And, you know, are, are two of those guys going to make the roster or only one of those guys going to make the roster? And, and which one is it going to be? You know, Ryquell Armstead's a guy that lost last season to to COVID nineteen. Um, Corey Clement's a guy that's never, you know, had some good moments in in Philly, but never really proven to be more than a backup. So I, I'm interested in that running back competition. But but again, in terms of mini camp, it's it's kind of like like blocking. It's very difficult to judge anything about running backs because the the defense can't really, you know, can't really hit them, can't really do anything. So you you see a guy break what looks like a big run in a, in a a mini camp setting that, that might have actually been a two yard play. So it's, it's, it's very difficult to, uh, to judge, but I'm very interested to see long-term how that competition plays out. I am too. And Ed, one other player I want to ask you about on offense, because, you know, for all the heat that Daniel Jones is taking about how this is a make or break year, we got to talk about Evan Ingram, who also I think is in the make or break year. Oh, absolutely. You know, could, could Evan have, (laughs) he could, he have chosen his words a little bit more poorly the other day by saying he wanted to throw last year away. I mean, my, my, my Twitter timeline was full of basically people saying, well, he pretty much did, (laughs) you Mm. know, I mean, I mean, I, I, I love Evan just in terms of the fact that he's a stand-up guy he always answers your questions. He's always in front of his locker when we have locker room access. You know, he he's he's a good guy who works hard at his craft. And yet, four years into his career, you know, we're, we're still seeing a guy who who has who who doesn't always catch the ball 
when it's thrown to him. And, and we saw last year, a lot of those times he didn't catch the ball turned into disaster. And, and you just have to wonder, you know, is this the guy that he's always going to be? And, and, and it's a shame because he's got so many skills that, that you can really take advantage of, but, but you always wonder what's going to happen when the ball heads his way. Yeah, I'm really pulling for him because like you said, he's the stand-up guy. You really want to see him do well, but for whatever the reason, it just hasn't happened. And it's just so frustrating. And I know a lot of fans are are, are ready to kick him to the curb. I'm not quite there yet. You know, um, the, I take. I was going to say, Patty. The thing about it is, he had a he really struggled with the drops as a rookie. The drops weren't as big of an issue. There were there were a couple here and there, you know, um, during his his two years coached by Pat Shermer. Last year was very different, very difficult, and I wonder how much of it. To be honest, I wonder how much of it was the way that he was used. I, I, it seems to me that there were a lot more passes thrown to him last year with a lot of these, you know, the 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 stop routes, a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff where he was standing still when the ball was thrown to him, and and I don't know that that's the best way to use Evan Ingram. I wonder if he's more comfortable, you know, on a lot of the crossing routes, on a lot of the stuff where. Where he's where he's moving when he's targeted. So you know, I, I'm curious to see if if the way that he's targeted, you know, is is uh, is modified a little bit this year. You beat me to the punch. I was just going to say I questioned how he was used last year, and you know, you, you go back to his rookie season where I, where he was really productive, and and just you know, the other thing to take into consideration with Evan Ingram is this is what now his third or fourth position coach and his third system that he's in. So he hasn't really had a chance to settle in. It's like almost like when he settles in now, it's like, Oh, we got to change it again. And, you know, there's always some kind of tweak and you just wonder now, is he going to have an opportunity to settle in and be the player that he can be? All right, Giant fans, we are going to turn our attention in just a moment to the defensive side of the ball with Ed Valentine, our special guest. He is from Big Blue View. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. It has nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor, such as its mint grasshopper flavor, which is right now my favorite flavor of the batch. And uh, eating a delicious Built Bar is like eating a candy bar minus the guilt, as most of their milk chocolate covered bars have about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only about four grams of sugar. Indulging on a low-carb, low-sugar treat never tasted so good. And right now, when you order at BuiltBar.com, you can save 15% when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. You're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trana and special guest Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And we are getting you ready for the three-day mandatory minicamp. And Ed, let's talk about the defense. We haven't touched on that yet. Giants defensive backs haven't been in camp, or most of them haven't been in camp. Um, they've been working out with, um, I guess, Logan Ryan's been leading that charge down in Florida, but a lot of them are due into camp, obviously, because it's mandatory. The Giants defense, a lot of new pieces, and you know they were pretty good last year. How much better can this unit get? Well, I think that the additions 
the additions that I'm excited about are Adoree Jackson and Aziz Ojolari, to be honest with you. I think those are two additions that, to me, can can make this group a lot better. Um, I look at this defense, and I think that it's probably – we're not looking at the best defense in the NFL, but we're looking at a defense that that could be a top-10 defense in, in the league – and could put the Giants in position, you know, to have a chance to win a lot of games down in the, you know, down late in the fourth quarter. Adoree Jackson, if should give them a huge upgrade over anybody that they put out at corner opposite James Bradbury last year. This is a, a guy that's that's played some good football in the NFL over the years. Didn't have a good 2020 season but has played really well and and to me should give Patrick Graham, you know, a Dory Jackson plus Xavier McKinney being healthy, you know, cross your fingers and, and all of that, that everybody is healthy, you know, for the majority of games should give Patrick Graham the opportunity to play defense more in the way that I think he really wants to, which is aggressively, which is more man-to-man coverage, um, you know, maybe sending a fifth guy in the pass rush a little bit more often. But that's that's one area where I think that that they're they're going to to be helped. And and for me, I think the Aziz Ojolari pick to be able to get him in the second round and to be able to move down to get him. This is a kid that I'm really excited about in terms of of a kid who can really add something to to the pass rush and and so I think those are two areas where where it's entirely possible that the Giants have gotten a lot better on defense. Yeah, I agree. And now let's talk about the the pass rush because you know you mentioned Aziz Ojulari, the pass rush. The Giants didn't just upgrade the back end of the defense, which is, you know, a lot of people don't count it, but it, it does count as one half of the pass rush. They also added to the front end, and you mentioned Lorenzo Carter um, has been on the field seven months after uh, after rupturing his Achilles. They've added Ellerson Smith. They added um, Ifedi Odenabo uh, in free agency. Ryan Anderson is a candidate. Um They've added some guys to that that pass rush. I don't know if they still have if if they have um you know the blue goose so to speak, but a lot of intriguing talent there. I would say. Yeah, there is Patty. I thought you know last year when injuries struck and and don't underestimate the fact that that you're looking at a 17 game season for the first time. We always say. You know, it's it the the top end guys on the roster, the Saquon Barclays, the Kenny Galladay for the Giants this year. You you have to have those guys, but you also have to have depth players. You have to have a complete fifty three man roster to be a good team. And I think that what we saw with the Giants last year, when when they had injuries at at the edge position, for example, they were. You know, they were trying to fit, you know, Cam Brown in out there. They converted him, you know, from inside linebacker at Penn State to outside. They were bringing in guys like like Trent Harris and, and guys like Jabal Sheard, who who did OK, you know, but you're but you're scrambling to fill to fill holes with guys that you're finding on the street. And 
I look at it this year and, 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 and I don't think that need shouldn't be there if they have injuries, you know, at the edge and, and, and perhaps, you know, some other positions like running back, like we talked about earlier there, you know, there, there are, seems like there's more depth. There are more, you know, quality players. There are more guys, you know, at, at least at the beginning who can give you at least something if you, if you need to turn to them. And, and I think that's a, that's a, a good thing for the giants as they, uh, you know, a, as they begin to get ready for training camp here. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's a good point about the extra game. You know, it's one extra week, but, you know, hopefully they'll also have the playoffs, which I believe are are expanded now as well. So, um, you know, you're going to need that depth and you don't want to have to scramble, especially if there are injuries. And you've seen it over the past few years, how just, you know, one injury seems to strike one particular group where that group just gets wiped out. And last year we saw it with the edge rushers. Um, you know, we and that was a very critical group to lose talent at. So, Ed, final question for you as we get ready for this um, three-day mini camp. Give me a rundown real quick what you're looking for and what you want to come away with after the three days are up as saying, okay, yeah, I feel better about this than I did before. Well, I do want to come away. We talked a little bit about the offensive line, Patty. I do want to come away with with some idea, you know, that that these guys are working well together, that they that they that they look like a group, you know, that'll work together. I want to come away, you know, one guy we haven't really talked about is is Kadarius Tony and and he's off to a little bit of a curious start as the Giants' first round draft pick. You know, he had the had the shoe incident during rookie minicamp. Didn't work last week, even though I think he was in attendance. And, and and we don't, you know, we don't know why he didn't work last week. I just want I want to see Kadarius Tony on the field. I want to come away from the three days, you know, feeling like okay, he's pointed in the right direction. You know he's he's working well and and he looks comfortable. You know working working with NFL players. So for me, you know those those are 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 a couple of key things. I do kind of want to see in some of these some of the new new pieces in the secondary. I'd like to see Xavier McKinney move around a little bit as well. So you know so those are those are things for me. But I, I for me a, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it. I I, I really am, am curious about Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I am too. And you know, let's just hope that was a result of you know his contract not getting done, which is what I think is why he was held out. I, you know, we talked about the shoe incident last month. Um, that just boiled down to blisters. I suspect. I, I I would be willing to bet that they didn't want to have him develop blisters on his feet and then somebody who just recently got over blisters they can be really really painful if you don't have the right shoe wear on but i'm with you i'm looking forward to seeing him finally get on the field hopefully there is no injury issue with him to where he can get on the field and you know just seeing a a bunch of these guys moving around and above all ed we finally get to go and watch something that resembles football plus we all get to hang out again something we weren't able to do last year this is true, Patty. It, it's it's a sense of normalcy that 
that was missing a year ago and 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 I'm 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 really looking forward to uh to just getting back into that sort of routine and and that sort of preparation for an NFL season and 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 you know as well as I do that you know from from the perspective of of you know someone that has to write about these guys as as much as we do that that seeing some things with your own eyes is is just very very beneficial in terms of knowing some things about these players and and what they're being asked to do and and, and how well they're doing it. All right, that'll do it for us, Giant fans. Thank you so much for tuning in, Edward. Thank you as always for joining me. And Giant fans, thank you for joining us on the Locked on Giants podcast. And don't forget, check out the Locked on Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. He is tracking all the latest sports news, including what's going on out in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. If he's going to show up, what's happening there and whatnot. A big developing story that's Looks like it's coming to a head, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. For Ed Valentine, I'm Patricia Trana. Thank you again, Giant fans, for listening, and we will talk to you again soon.